Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. So happy to join with you today. Thanks for joining with me. Well, as we always do, we're going to begin with a prayer and a blessing, and I invite you to tune within with me as we say yes to the higher Holy Spirit self. So we consciously place our hand on our heart and declare that we're wholeheartedly available to know and remember and live the truth that sets us free. We're choosing our freedom. We're choosing our salvation. We are grateful and thankful to open our hearts and minds to infinite love, intelligence, divine wholeness activated in our awareness we're calling it forth into every aspect of our life and being every cell fiber and function of our being vibrating with our true identity wholeness perfection beauty truth wisdom clarity prosperity we are grateful and thankful to allow ourselves to surrender anything that seems to impede our awakening awareness. We are grateful and thankful, so glad, so grateful to allow ourselves to accept this healing that we're calling forth. We accept it right now and we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In true everlasting gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Mm. Ah, that feels so good. Thanks for praying with me today. I am Jennifer Hadley, and I love to pray. I don't mind saying it. Not in the closet. <laughs> so, well, right now, it's such a powerful time. Wow. And... uh We've got solar flares and heat activation, all kinds of things being stirred up everywhere around the world. There's so much in evidence in the world that we are doing this deep healing work at the level of the mind because the, uh, the different things that are erupting, that are getting stirred up, the people who are stirring the pot, all of that that's going on. We're being called to pray and know the truth. We're being called to live as our true nature and our true identity. So I'm sure that's why the Holy Spirit directed me to this section, Salvation Without Compromise, chapter 23, section 3 in the text. And I'll tell you... uh, Right now, we're in the midst of the Living a Course of Miracles free class series. So we did a class with John Mundy, with Miranda McPherson, and Lisa Natoli, these wonderful Course of Miracles teachers. I've done three classes myself, in addition to the ones with uh, John, Miranda, and Lisa. And today, we have a class with Patricia Cota Robles, who doesn't think of herself as a Course of Miracles student, but a student of truth. Though she has studied the course, and she brings a really interesting and I think extremely 
extremely helpful and enlightening uh, perspective and teaching to us in the Course in Miracles community. I remember, um, when was it? Last year, I guess. Yes, last year when Patricia was part of the Living a Course in Miracles series then, Dove Fishman, who's been studying A Course in Miracles for, I don't know, 30, 40 years, he was so excited that Patricia was part of the class. He's like, oh, my God, I'm in a class with Patricia Cota Robles. <laughs> and uh, so I invite you to check that out today. And then I have another class, three more classes this week. And uh, we're covering a lot of ground. It's very helpful. I've really enjoyed the classes so far. So check it out. And you can get all of them for free at livingacoursemiracles.com. So it's our Living a Course in Miracles Summit. So we're we're beating the internal heat with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yes, and we're gonna be providing not just free classes, free downloads, also free transcripts. And I'm gonna take the, the moment to give a shout out to all the people who have donated to contribute uh, and support, make these classes possible. We're well on our way to paying for the free classes. And uh, thank you also to all the people who have made a contribution to support our transcription of the radio shows. That is well underway. We're building the web pages now to present those to you. And I am so grateful that we're doing that. And, yeah, more to come, more to come, more to come. We just... uh, going to keep giving away more things and if you'd like to make a contribution you can do that at livingacourseofmiracles.com at jenniferhadley.com or at powerofloveministry.net so all these free offerings uh, come to you through the powerofloveministry.net and uh, yeah we're sponsoring so many things and these are just some of them So let's go to Salvation Without Compromise. So we're going to get some real help today. Begins with, is it not true you do not recognize some of the forms attack can take? Well, that is very true. There are so many forms that attack can take that we don't even realize. And this is one of the great things about A Course in Miracles is it opens our mind to the ways that we have condoned attack that we don't even know. In fact, one of the most common things I hear from people who take my Finding Freedom Spiritual Boot Camp, which, by the way, is coming up in August, one of the main things that people say is that they've been studying A Course in Miracles a long time. They feel like they've been practicing it. But until they got into my Course in Miracles Boot Camp, my Finding Freedom course, they didn't even realize how many ways they were attacking but they didn't even know. They were hidden. The ego had hidden them very cleverly. And they didn't even realize all these myriad ways that they were making themselves miserable. So once they start to realize that and really look at it, you know, because we do it together and we walk through it step by step, then they are eliminating the causes of their suffering left and right. Of course, that's what Everything I'm doing is dedicated to eliminating the causes of suffering. Not managing and coping better, having better coping strategies, 
eliminating the root causes. So, is it not true you do not recognize some of the forms attack can take? If it is true, attack in any form will hurt you and will do so just as much in another form that you do recognize. Then it must follow that you do not always recognize the source of pain. So, attack in any form will hurt you. And it'll hurt you whether you recognize its attack or not. That's what it's saying here. Attack in any form is destructive. And any form of attack leads us into pain and suffering. It can be mental pain. It can be emotional pain. It can be physical pain. It can be spiritual pain, if you will. It'll be financial pain, relationship pain, attack is the real cause of all pain. Attack in any form is equally destructive. Attack in any form is equally destructive. Now, the ego does not buy that because everything about the ego is conditional. Spirit, everything about spirit is unconditional, constant continuous, omnipresent, omnipotent, omniactive. This is how you know the difference between ego and spirit. Ego, always conditional. Spirit, never conditional. So, in the mind of the infinite, love is never conditional. Joy is not conditional. Lisa and I were talking about this in the Living of Course in Miracles classes on happiness and joy over the weekend. They're on free replay and download right now. Um, Ego thinks everything is conditional. Happiness is always conditional to the ego. It's never not conditional. Unconditional joy, happiness, abundance, wholeness, prosperity, beauty, unconditional anything is inconceivable to the ego, has no clue, cannot conceive of it. So, attack in any form is equally destructive. Let us never forget this. So, if we're snarky to a telemarketer, that's just as destructive. In the mind of the, in the Holy Spirit's teachings, that is just as destructive as slapping somebody, as running them over with your car. It's just as destructive. How could that possibly be? How could it be just as destructive to make a snarky comment to someone as to run them over with your car? Let's find out. (laughs) Intriguing. So, It says, its purpose, the attack's purpose, does not change. Its sole intent is murder. And what form of murder serves to cover the massive guilt and frantic fear of punishment the murderer must feel? He may deny he is a murderer and justify his savagery with smiles as he attacks. Yet he will suffer and will look on his intent in nightmares 
where the smiles are gone and where the purpose rises to meet his horrified awareness and pursue him still. For no one thinks of murder and escapes the guilt the thought entails. If the intent is death, what matter the form it takes? So that's the thing is, every attack thought, the intention behind it, as far as the ego is concerned, is death. It's murder. Understanding this is really helpful, but obviously it's, it's completely life-changing. It's so helpful. It's profoundly transformative. It will transform every aspect of your life if you're willing to live as though you believe it's true. The ego's never going to believe it's true. The ego's going to say, oh, come on, come on. You mean if I uh, intentionally tell someone uh, what they did was wrong and they hurt my feelings, that form of attack is just the same as killing their dog? What? That can't be. That can't be. The ego will be like, that's crazy. That's crazy, crazy, crazy. But you see, if we can accept, even if we don't understand, but if we can accept that this world is an illusion, it's a projection of our minds, and so it's not about what we actually do. It's about our intention. It's about what we're holding in our heart. So remember that the universe is always responding to what we're holding in our heart. So we can hold in our heart a murderous rage while on the outside seem to be getting along with everybody fine. Our life and our experience is going to reflect that murderous rage that lives in our heart. So becoming so clear in every moment, what's our intention? What's our intention? What's our intention? Are we teaching only love? Are we extending love? Or are we extending guilt? Are we extending shame? Are we extending blame? Are we extending resentment? So in every moment we can extend compassion, which is a form of love, an expression of love, or we can extend fear and hatred. There's not a lot of other choices, though. It's just we're extending some expression of love or some expression of fear, hatred, separation, attack. So we're either extending love or we're attacking. And so if we really are willing to embrace this, and live as though we knew it were true, we're going to dramatically change how we behave in this world, and that is going to change our entire life experience, and it will put an end to our suffering. So, it says here, Is death in any form, however lovely and charitable it may seem to be, a blessing and a sign the voice for God speaks through you to your brother? Is death in any form, however lovely and charitable it may seem to be? So, think about that. Think about death seeming to be charitable. Now, that could mean 
literal physical death or it can also mean the kind of attack that is a murderous intent. So sometimes people will say that they're giving critical feedback in order to help someone. But we can feel that there is an intent in there that feels angry, feels upset, feels like attack. So people say, I'm just trying to give you some help here, some helpful feedback. But if it feels like attack, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But it's worth checking. Am I really trying to attack this person? Do they need my feedback? Do they not have the feedback of the Holy Spirit? Is the Holy Spirit prompting us to give feedback? Or do we just want to point out other people's mistakes because we think that it's our job to police the world? You know, I consider all the time, do I point something out to someone? What's my motivation in pointing it out to them? Am I really interested in being helpful? Would that actually be helpful? Most of the time, I love it when people point things out to me. But when you've got it, when you're teaching a class with eight thousand people in it, like Living Course in Miracles dot com class right now, believe me, there are people who point things out to me they don't like. There are people who have been listening to the radio show they love the radio show but they'll tell me like when i say i'm going to take a sip of my tea they say you don't have to tell us that jennifer i wish you wouldn't tell us that they do they tell me they write and tell me that and you may have written and told me that is that something i need to know or is that just is it a form of criticism I I can only say how it feels to me. I don't mind if people tell me what they like and don't like. But the thing is, is if our intention is that attack, we don't even recognize it. We're causing our suffering. Hey, I'm going to take a sip of my tea now. See, I think it would be strange... And I see my editor. If I don't say, I'm going to take a sip of my tea, my engineer rather. (laughs) Jeff, if I just go silent while I'm sipping my tea, he's like, what's happening? What are you doing over there? Uh, Are you coming back? Where did you go? What's happening to Jennifer? So if I say I'm taking a sip of my tea and then I'm silent for five or ten seconds, people know what I'm doing. And I haven't dropped off. There's nothing wrong with the recording. So to me, it's a courtesy. Yeah. In, is death in any form, however lovely and charitable it may seem to be, a blessing and a sign, the voice for God speaks through you to your brother? The wrapping does not make the gift you give. So it can look like I'm just trying to be helpful by giving you this critical feedback. That's what it's saying here. The wrapping, the gift wrapping, does not make the gift you give. An empty box, however beautiful and gently given, still contains nothing. And neither the receiver nor the giver is long deceived. So when someone does give us critical feedback, 
if we're paying attention, we can always tell, are we being attacked or is the intention love and helpfulness? Now, I do want to say here, let's never forget perception and projection because they're always operating. So there have been many times when I have felt guided to say something helpful to someone and they have felt like it was a criticism when I had zero intention of criticism, zero, consciously. I checked in. Do I say this, not say this? And I felt like, yeah, I say this. And they, they are like, oh, I'm just bad and wrong, and now you can see it. And I'm thinking, no, gosh, never thought of that. That never occurred to me. I've, I've had a number of instances like that, like, oh, that just never occurred to me. Whoa, where'd you get that from? And there have been times when um, I've made suggestions or things like that of what I would like. Hey, you know, I like with my staff sometimes, you know, hey, I'd love it if you did it this way. You know, the way you did it is great, but I, I like it this way better. Would you be willing to do it this way? And if someone is going to be offended by that, it may have nothing to do with me. This is why it's so important to decrease everybody's suffering by simply checking in, what's my intention? What's my motivation? And it's like um, Craig Ferguson, the comedian, he does a whole thing on, um, does this need to be said? Does this need to be said by me? And does this need to be said by me now? which he's been married a bunch of times, I'm pretty sure, and he's a recovering alcoholic, so I'm pretty sure he got that from a therapist. But it's a helpful guideline to ask the higher Holy Spirit self, does this need to be said? Does it need to be said by me? And does it need to be said by me now? So we're eliminating the causes of suffering and choosing salvation. So... What I'm talking about here is actually very simple. It's just very simple. It's about training ourselves to check in and feel our motivation. A lot of times people don't want to feel what they're feeling because they don't like what they're feeling. But when we don't like what we're feeling, a healing is revealing. (laughs) When we don't like what we're feeling, a healing is revealing. It's it's being made known to us so being willing to pay attention to how we're feeling is so helpful to us if we're feeling upset and irritated and frustrated and snarky that is not the time to share feedback with anyone absolutely not but we can say in that moment wow so much is coming up for me to share But I can tell I'm so upset, now is not the time to share it. Yes, we can just bookmark it for later. This is something that is masterful that we can do. So we're looking for ways to make salvation easy. And this is just one of them. So it says here... An empty box, however beautiful. And so criticism, all that attack, that's just an empty box. 
however beautiful and gently given, still contains nothing. And neither the receiver nor the giver is long deceived. So your intention will be known because I believe I was talking about this last week. There are no private thoughts. So since there are no private thoughts, we can't hide anything. Where are we going to hide it? We share the same mind. Where are we going to hide it? going to hide it behind the, the, the grammar school memories? You're going to hide it behind what? Where are you going to hide what you're actually thinking and feeling? It says, withhold forgiveness from your brother and you attack him. You give him nothing and receive of him but what you gave. Withhold forgiveness from your brother and you attack him. So when we forgive our brothers and sisters, when we forgive ourselves, we're liberating the world. If we're not actively liberating the world, we're attacking. No middle ground. That's it. Jesus is very clear on this point. When you withhold forgiveness, you are attacking. Because what is unforgiveness? It's attack thoughts. So whenever we're not forgiving, we are attacking. And attack is the cause of all suffering. Attack is what keeps separation in place. We're here to be the savior of the world. That's how we bring salvation into being. It's that simple. So we're going to go into more of this. It's time for me to take a break. I am Jennifer Hadley, and I'm inviting you to go sign up for the livingacourseofmiracles.com free class series. You can jump in right now, get the downloads and replays of what we've already recorded, and join us for the rest of the series. You're listening to A Course of Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, and we'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Hey, hey, hey. So happy today. (laughs) So, salvation Without Compromise is our topic, and, uh, well, that's the section we're reading from. It's my page 495 in the text, and we're talking about salvation made simple. We're down, <coughs> bless me, we're down to paragraph three. Salvation is no compromise of any kind. To compromise is to accept but part of what you want, to take a little and give up the rest. Salvation gives up nothing. So when we choose salvation, we don't have to give up anything. We don't have to make any sacrifice or any compromise. It's not choosing salvation that's filled with compromise and sacrifice. I think this is really helpful to us to understand. It says, salvation is complete for everyone. Let the idea of compromise but enter, and the awareness of salvation's purpose is lost because it is not recognized. So, no compromise. That's the thing, right? When we are thinking attack thoughts, 
well, you know, gosh, I, I have the right to be critical about this because this is not good and this is bad. And if I don't complain about this, who's going to complain about this? But, you know, we can learn to be so masterful. We can learn that if someone is irritated and frustrated and upset and they're venting it and taking it out on us, we can say to them, are you okay? Do you need some extra support right now? Because if you just think about when in your life your mind goes to complaining and attacking and venting, are you in your right mind? No. Do you feel safe and comfortable and loved and protected? No. You feel triggered. So when other people feel triggered, we can extend love and compassion to them. And this is how we become the salvation of the world. This is how we practice true forgiveness with our brother by not judging it, not making the meaning of it that something wrong or bad is happening. So it says... Let the idea of compromise but enter and the awareness of salvation's purpose is lost because it is not recognized. So we won't recognize our salvation if we're compromising in being loving. It says, Salvation is denied where compromise has been accepted. For compromise is the belief salvation is impossible. Would you ever have thought that, that compromise is the belief that salvation is impossible? So going back to what I was saying in the beginning, the ego's always conditional. The ego's always going to want to make a compromise. That's what codependent relationship is. The spirit, not conditional, unconditional, uncompromising, no sacrifice required. Basically, if we choose salvation, it's that phrase, act now and you can have it all. We can have the whole of heaven. If we choose compromise, we can have the whole of hell. It's heaven or hell choice. It really is. This is salvation made simple. So, If we're extending anything other than love, we're causing suffering. We're choosing separation. We're choosing some form of attack. And the way out of that is simply non-judgment. And that's what true forgiveness is. It's giving up the meaning that we've made of things. It's giving up this idea that God has left the building and put us in charge. And give all that up. It says, Compromise would maintain you can attack a little, love a little, and know the difference. Thus, compromise would teach a little of the same can still be different, and yet the same remain intact as one. Does this make sense? Can it be understood? (laughs) So, compromise teaches that a little of the same can be different. So it's saying that there's love and there's separation. There's joining together, there's compassion, there's love, 
There's extending love, compassion, kindness, all of which is non-judgmental. And there's attack. Everything else is attack. Everything else is attack. So, what the ego tries to do is say, well, this attack is not the same as that attack. This is a little tiny attack. It's barely an attack. It's really just a, a comment. It's just an observation. It's not really an attack. I'm just saying... This doesn't taste very good. I'm just saying that that doesn't look good on you. I'm just saying that you you don't understand this. You, you know, it can we but we can look at what is our intention. Is our intention truly loving? And I have to say from my own experience of practicing practicing this, practicing being the salvation of the world, I have to realize all the time that, you know what, uh, this does not need to be said. It does not need to be said by me, and it does not need to be said by me now. Check, check, check. None of those things <laughs> are going to help me. And i got to tell you, this has improved the quality of my life so much. So, so much. So right now... It's summertime here in the United States. I'm in uh, New Jersey. I'm staying at my brother's house with my niece and my nephew. So happy. The rest of the family has uh, gone away on vacation. Three of us are here. I'm enjoying having some time with them. And just before the radio show, I noticed that my nephew had come into the, <laughs> the kitchen this morning. He's, he's got an internship. He went off to that this morning. He, he left orange juice on the counter. He cut his bagel on the counter and he buttered it on the counter. And he left the orange juice on the counter, the crumbs on the counter, the knife on the counter. Everything just left it all out. So I came in and my mind just thought, huh, what's happening here? All this, he just, and he went to work. He'll be back later this afternoon. So he's just leaving the orange juice on the counter for the rest of the day. He's thinking, I don't have to clean up this. Somebody else will clean it up. I have more important things to do. Is he thinking any of those things? No, he's not thinking any of those things. He's just doing his thing. So I could say to him, I could make the meaning of it. You don't care about anyone else. You don't care about me. You think I'm just going to clean up after you. I could think of all those thoughts, but I'm just not interested in that. I'm totally not interested in that. However, I can say to him when I see him next, hey, you left your mess all over the kitchen, and my preference is that you clean up after yourself. Or if you don't have time to do that, just ask me. Just ask me to help you. I would love to help you because I adore you. Just ask me. I would appreciate that. No criticism, no shame, no blame, no anger, no upset. Because I am not making the meaning of it that he doesn't care, that he doesn't love me, or that he's doing something bad or wrong. He just has a different approach to the kitchen than I do. (laughs) That's all. 
But can I honestly say I've never left the juice out on the counter or the milk out on the counter or have I never left a mess for somebody else to come along and clean up because I was distracted? Of course I've done all those things. Was I intentionally being disrespectful? No, I was not. I was not. So for me, it's about really holding the high watch for everybody and not making the meaning of it that people don't love me or they don't care about me or they're disrespecting me. Because I have found that it's very rare that that's anybody's intention. Usually when something is going on that seems like people aren't paying attention or they're being disrespectful, they're just literally not paying attention. And it's not my job to get them to pay attention. Now, if my nephew was my son, I would feel a little bit differently. And because he is my nephew, I will say something to him. But if he were not my nephew, not my son, and it was just a temporary, I was a temporary visitor in the house, I would not say anything. I would not say anything. I would just clean it up and move on. Some people might not agree with that. Probably Dr. Phil would not agree with that. But I look at my nephew's intention, and his intention is just, he's not paying attention, and it is not... Well, I am his elder in his family, so I can't say it's not my job to show him something but if I weren't a member of the family I probably wouldn't say anything that's just me I'm just just telling you what what I'm working with on my end so it says here in paragraph four this course is easy just because it makes no compromise there's a clue about salvation made simple right there make no compromise make no compromise Yet, it seems difficult to those who still believe that compromise is possible. They do not see that if it is, salvation is attack. So if we believe that some kind of compromise is possible, in other words, that this little attack thought is not the same as this running the person over with my car. If we're going to say, Wait a minute. No, this this is acceptable. That's not acceptable. Because that's the world we live in. Let's face it. In the world we live in, it is possible to lie and and say things about people and be disrespectful to try and make them feel guilty. Hey, you know, you hurt my feelings when you did that. What? We say things like that to people. You, He hurt my feelings. She hurt my feelings. That's a very commonplace statement in this world. But that is literally an attack thought. People cannot hurt our feelings. But we can believe that they can hurt our feelings. And we can convince ourselves that they can hurt our feelings. And, still, while people cannot actually hurt our feelings people can try 
they can try. So people can do things that are intentionally hurtful. They can try. But it's up to me if I'm going to be hurt or not. It's up to me. I'm the one who decides what interpretation I'm going to make of it. Remember that everything that happens is gently planned by one whose only purpose is our good. And that means even when it seems like people are being hurtful to us, it's still gently planned by one whose only purpose is our good. The world is not happening to us. It's happening by us. And as long as we abdicate responsibility, we're going to think it's happening to us, and we're going to think that other people can hurt our feelings. And then salvation is just delayed. It's just delayed. It'll come. Eventually, we'll say, okay, wait a minute. I'm going to get with the program now. No more compromises anymore. I'm on board. (coughs) But until that happens, we're just delaying. That's why Jesus tells us all the time that Course in Miracles is for the purpose of saving time. So this course is easy just because it makes no compromise. Yet it seems difficult to those who still believe that compromise is possible. They do not see that if it is, salvation is attack. Yet it is certain the belief that salvation is impossible cannot uphold a quiet, calm assurance it has come. Forgiveness cannot be withheld a little. Nor is it possible to attack for this and love for that and understand forgiveness. Would you not want to recognize assault upon your peace in any form if only thus does it become impossible that you lose sight of it? It can be kept shining before your vision forever clear and never out of sight if you defend it not. So, peace, our peace, the peace of God is ours if we're willing to understand forgiveness. Forgiveness is non-judgment. Forgiveness is no attacks ever. Forgiveness is no compromise ever. It's so rigorous. Let's let's be more committed. Let's be totally committed. And let's remind ourselves all day long, I am willing to be totally committed to a life of love, no attack. And start to become so observant when you say, well, just this little attack thought. You know, it's like when we say we're going on a diet, we say we're not going to eat any sugar, and then we're like, well, I'm just going to have this this little thing here. This is not going to upset the apple cart. But for anyone who's ever had candida or something like that, like, oh, that little bit of sugar, that's going to upset the apple cart for sure. So, yeah. (laughs) Hey, while I'm thinking of it, I'm just going to mention one thing. Uh, We put out a call for volunteers. We thank those who volunteered and those who have been uh, doing some work to help with the... um, getting the transcripts ready of the radio show. And if you would like to help pr- 
proofread transcripts of the radio show. Uh, we would love your help with that. We're, we're looking for some volunteer proofreaders. So you can write to us at admin, A-D-M-I-N, at jenniferhadley.com. If you're interested in volunteering to do some proofreading of a transcript for the radio show, we would love your assistance. Uh, so, we're going to be offering these transcripts for free, in case you didn't hear about that. It says, those who believe that peace can be defended and that attack is justified on its own behalf cannot perceive it lies within them. How could they know? So, we don't have to defend peace. We get to be peace. That's our true identity. It says a little bit later, Mistake not truce for peace, nor compromise for the escape from conflict. So we can run. We can run from conflict. We can uh, run from uh, the war. We can have a temporary truce or a compromise. But that's not the same as peace. That is not the same. It says to be released from conflict means that it is over. Remember that A Course in Miracles tells us all the time that the, the source of conflict is we say we want thing one thing, but we choose another. And so that's where salvation is. It's being consistent. And this is the hardest thing for us. It says, to be released from conflict means that it is over. The door is open. You have left the battleground. You have not lingered there in cowering hope that it will not return because the guns are stilled an instant, and the fear that haunts the place of death is not apparent. There is no safety in a battleground. You can look down on it in safety from above and not be touched, but from within it you can find no safety. Not one tree left still standing will shelter you. Not one illusion of protection stands against the faith in the murder. Here stands the body, torn between the natural desire to communicate and the unnatural intent to murder and to die. Think you the form that murder takes can offer safety? Can guilt be absent from a battlefield? So this is what uh, Jesus is inviting us to do. Rise above the battlefield and we do it through the practice of non-judgment. As soon as we move into judgment, we're back on the battlefield. How do we release the judgments? We give the heavy lifting to the Holy Spirit every time. That's what we do. Yes. I'd like to share with you some more events that are coming up. I have my spiritual counseling training intensives. These are open to anyone. If you have any interest in possibly being a spiritual counselor, improving your listening skills, or getting your... um, continuing education or licensing units if you need that if you're already a therapist or a coach or a counselor or practitioner a licensed teacher or any of these things and you can get continuing education units you can do that with my finding freedom class you can do it with the spiritual counseling training intensives i've got one in england in early september one in thailand in early november so we're going to have some really great times also if you're in the uk or you'd like to come to the uk i'm going to be doing a five-day sightseeing tour 
Five days of sightseeing around Salisbury, Glastonbury, Avebury, Bath, Stonehenge. We're going to have a lot of fun. Come join us. The early price is still available. And that's uh, the first weekend in September. And we have a course, Living a Course of Miracles retreat in early, in uh, sorry, October, Columbus Day weekend. And then we have a forgiveness retreat the weekend after in North Carolina. New Year's reboot retreat, New Year's weekend. And then self-love and extreme pampering a whole week in Thailand where we are going to do self-love healing work and get a lot of pampering, extreme pampering, and some sightseeing too. A lot of fun. These events and more at jenniferhadley.com. I'm going to invite you now to pray with me. Hand on our heart, we give thanks. We take this breath of love and gratitude. In gratitude, we share the benefits of our healing and expansion with everyone. So grateful to rise above the battleground and to live a life extending love. We are the salvation of the world. We give thanks for it. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 God bless you. Have a beautiful rest of your week. Mwah!